Week 3, Day 4, Overwhelmed by God's Presence. Hi, my name is Miguel Ramirez and I'm the Community Life Director here at Three Crosses. Over the last three episodes, we have discussed the various ways David responds to his challenging circumstances. In the midst of his trial, he sought the presence of the Lord in his dwelling place. He has remembered his own status as God anointing one. He has looked to God's natural and special revelation. He has longed for the forgiveness of his sin. The next two episodes will conclude book one by looking at how these themes influence the patterns of the rest of the Psalms in book one. I would like to start with a specific passage that stood out to me. One thing I have asked the Lord that I will seek after that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Psalm 27.4 When I read text like this, my mind begins to wonder why would somebody want to live in the house of the Lord, the temple, or even the church every day of their lives? Was this written by someone who didn't have anything better to do? When we read the scripture, there is a more profound meaning. Overall, the Psalm of David seems to move from asking the Lord for protection to acknowledging that God is in control. From desperately pleading for God to forgive my sins to a burning desire to teach me your ways. In this specific portion, Psalm 25 to 34, David asked the Lord's permission to dwell in his house for all his days. Oddly enough, David never visited the physical temple in Jerusalem since it was built after he passed. I don't think that David's main desire was to live inside the physical temple space, but be in the presence of the Lord, experience the everlasting blessing of a relationship with the living God. Sometimes we can be inside churches, but be far away from the presence of the Lord. I think of people that, for them, church became a social club, and at some point, an excuse not to be home Sunday morning. Like, my mind is not even in the church. One of the commandments is to love God with all our soul, minds, and strength. We quickly forget that we come to church to worship the Lord of Lords, the living God who gave His own Son for me. Have you ever felt this way? That church is just one more thing you do on Sundays? There is a solution to this problem, and it is to set your heart in the right direction. David, in all his prayers, always recognized that God was the most important thing. Psalm 25 begins as a prayer of protection, being taught the ways of God. David says, verse 2, O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Later, in verse 4 and 5, he says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord, teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. There is no better way to be taught the ways of the Lord than to delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on his word day and night. When we read God's word to us, God's special revelations, we begin to understand that there is no better place to be than in the presence of the God Almighty. Perhaps your prayer today could be to grow a passion for God's word. David says in Psalm 26, 8, O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. In verse 11 and 12, David rearranges his entire life just so that he might dwell in the great assembly of God. 
But as for me, I shall walk in integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the great assembly, I will bless the Lord. This reminds me of Psalm 84:10. For a day in the courts is better than thousands elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in tents of wickedness. Why is the concept of God's presence so important? David desperately longed to be in the house of the Lord, just to experience relationship with God. Have you ever stopped and considered that if you're a Christian, the God of the universe is present within you, that He knows you, He is for you, He is with you, and He loves you? If you're not, I challenge you today to pray, to truly grasp and feel this reality. Of course, when we are in His presence, we will be appointed to the Anointing King. David appeals to his own status as the anointed one so that he might keep in the refuge of the Lord. Psalm 28:89. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. O oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. If you're in a tough situation, my prayer is that you remember that we serve a God that did not distance himself from our problems. No, he came to us in the person of the Messiah, Jesus, and suffered with us. God knows your problems, sees your problems, empathizes with you, and praise the Lord, he has conquered your problems. When we are in his presence, we can't help but praise. We begin to look around us and glorify God for all that he has done. Here David appeals to the awe of natural revelation. Psalm 29, 1-4 Ascribe to the Lord of glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord of glory do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is all over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Maybe you forgot the awe and majesty of God. Go ahead, stop and look around you. The God who created everything you see loves you and wants to invite you into his presence. It is in this discussion sucked in the presence of God that we get the clear picture of the truly blessed life. Psalm 32, 1 and 2. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When David is drenched in the presence of God, he begins to grasp in a deeper understanding of the faithful, steadfast, covenant love of God towards his people. In other words, David is able to remember that God is in control and he is able to fulfill his promises. Psalm 33, 4 and 5 For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of steadfast love of the Lord. In Psalm 34, we also learn that this means final justice. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Afflictions will slay the wicked. Those who hate the righteous will be condemned. God's steadfast love and final justice will be the theme we explore later on. 
For now, let's take some time to remember that being in the presence of God should always be captivating. Have you ever experienced God's presence? Worshiping and lifting His name high, reading scriptures in your alone time, or just spending time in prayer with Him? Now imagine that time is infinite. And that is what David is picturing being in the presence of the Holy God, not needing anything else but being overwhelmed by God's love and protection. It is not so much the place, but rather about whose presence is there with us. We as Christians should think the same when we think about our lives here on earth and one day in heaven. Do you realize that if you're a Christian, you are a temple of God's presence right where you are right now? Do you realize that heaven is not about the streets of gold or the angels at the gates or even our loved ones being there? The relationship we should long for now and forever is the one with Jesus. This relationship with the living God brings a peace and protection that stems from God's promise keeping. In difficult circumstances, our prayers should echo Psalm 31, 3 and 4. David writes, For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden from me, for you are my refuge. My prayer for you is that you can see how important it is to desire to be in the presence of the Savior Jesus. He alone brings peace, direction, purpose, and protection. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is a promise that you can take to the bank, but it starts with seeking a place, namely the kingdom of God. Question. What are some of the implications of Jesus living inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit? How might the Lord be challenging you to reorient your thoughts and begin seeking His presence?